Hello, greetings, and welcome to Pretend You Read It, the podcast about classic literature. I'm Sam. I'm glad to have you guys here again for episode two. I hope you guys enjoyed the first episode. I got some really good feedback from that, so I shall apply it here. Um, I'm still figuring out how to upload the podcast to other formats, so follow me on Twitter uh, to, and you know, stay tuned for when that happens because, yeah. I'm not super tech savvy. I'm not a total dope, but still trying to figure out how to upload all this stuff. And I've been having some mic tech issues, which is why it's taken so long to get to episode two. But here we are. Okay, so today's book, we're going to do a book I kind of have a lot of feelings about. It is Weathering Heights by Emily Bronte. Uh, (laughs) It's all I have to say about it, really. I mean, well, we'll get there. Uh, But, you know... This is a fairly popular book. Most people have heard of Wuthering Heights, even if they don't know it's a book. Um, you've heard the Kate Bush song, and if you haven't, you should. She's magical. But uh, there's been plenty of movie adaptions. Wuthering Heights is everywhere. Everyone knows what Wuthering Heights is for the most part. Um, but let's get into who Emily Bronte was a little bit, because there's a little less known about her. So Emily Jane Bronte was born in... Northern England in 1818, uh, like the Yorkshire area, and she died in the same place in 1849. So she was only 30 when she died. Not so uncommon, I guess, for the time period. Uh, She is one of the well-known Bronte sisters. So there were three, Charlotte and Anne. Um, All of them were writers in their own right, very well-known. Charlotte, probably the most, wrote Jane Eyre. Uh, Although there were six Bronte kids altogether. Um, She was the shyest of them all, so there's actually not a ton of info on her. Um, But what we do know is that all three of the sisters wrote under male pseudonyms because fuck the patriarchy, but they just thought they wouldn't be taken seriously um, or published really even using their own names. So uh, they all kept their initials, though. They all used the last name Bell, um, and Emily's uh, pseudonym was Ellis Bell. So the girls... Their mother died when Emily was just three from cancer. Also, fuck cancer. Just saying. But uh, over the years, the two oldest sisters as well, Maria and Elizabeth, died from those, you know, common old school, but not so old school illnesses, typhoid and tuberculosis. So get vaccinated, people. Um, And Emily was shy, and she really loved animals. And even though she didn't really have a formal education, um, she... Grew up surrounded by books and literature and, you know, her and her siblings just kind of lived in their imaginations at home. Um, And over the years, she would attempt to go to school, but she kind of freaked out. She really didn't like being away from home, so she didn't really hang out in school very long, but um, very much an introvert. And at home, she was basically like a stay-at-home daughter and also taught herself German and the piano, okay? Like, goals. But uh, the, goals, uh, the goal of the sisters overall was to open their own school one day. And uh, so they went to Brussels for like a semester to improve their French. And uh, one of the professors said that Emily, quote, should have been born a man. Her powerful reason would have deduced new spheres of discovery from the knowledge of the old. So I guess that's supposed to be a good compliment um, that, you know, she should have been born a man. I guess she would have had, you know, definitely more power in the world. That's for sure. But anyway, uh, so she spent most of her life at home and noted she was noted for her love of nature 
but not for being very social. She and her sister Anne were real tight. Um, and she just loved also the, the Yorkshire Moors. And I don't know if you know what a moor is. We'll get into that later. I didn't know what it was. But uh, they played prominently in Wuthering Heights. And uh, then, you know, later on in her life, her brother suddenly fell ill, her only brother, in 1849, 1848. And he died. Um, and then only three months later, she got sick and died of tuberculosis. So, uh, fun fact, her coffin was only 16 inches wide because she was so thin by the time she died, which is crazy. I'm saying my shoulder width is 17 inches. So that was the size of the coffin. Like that's, oh, anyway, um, not a fun death. She, so she, she died in 1848 as well. So she died only a year after Wuthering Heights, which was her only published novel, came out. Uh, so she did not really live to see much of the success. So let me just say, first and foremost, if you're going to read this book, I'd advise having a pen and paper at the ready because this family tree is hella complicated. Uh, but I'll try to make it straightforward. So, you know, I'll give some nicknames and stuff. So maybe you don't have to do that. All right. So the story begins with a guy named Lockwood. He's an out-of-towner from Southern England who's just come to Northern England uh, just for kicks. They never really say why. He rents a spot called Thrush Cross Grange, which I have a really hard time saying, but I'll, I'll keep trying. Uh, and his, the landlord of the, I'm going to just say the Grange. Uh, the Grange's landlord is a guy named Heathcliff. Oddly enough, fun fact, his name, his full name is Heathcliff Heathcliff. But anyway, uh, uh, so he lives in a somewhat nearby farmhouse called Wuthering Heights. Uh, apparently, people really like to name their houses in England. We'll see this a lot throughout several books. But uh, yeah, it's, okay. So Lockwood goes up to meet him at his house and is kind of confused because Heathcliff dresses like a gentleman, but he acts like kind of a dick. Uh, also, the lady of the house is like 15 and the other guy who lives there is like a teenager. Looks like he's part of the family, but kind of dresses and talks a little bit like a hillbilly. What is, what is a hillbilly called in the UK? Like a chav? I don't know. Uh, but anyway, Lockwood spends the night, spends the night there. Uh, it's a little bit far. And in his room at night, he is visited by a ghostly figure named Catherine. He freaks out, obviously. And Heathcliff comes in. Lockwood tells him what he saw. And Heathcliff is like, oh, really? Okay, you stay in my room. I'll stay here and keep watch. Uh, the next day, Lockwood gets sick you know, like English people do. And while he's back in the Grange, uh, the housekeeper, Nellie, who's been around for forever, tells him the story of the family by the fireside. So here begins a flashback. Uh, 30 years prior, we have the Earnshaw family. Papa Earnshaw, who owns Wuthering Heights, uh, is, lives there, and he has a son and daughter, Hinley and Catherine. So when Papa Earnshaw goes on a business trip to Liverpool, he finds this like homeless abandoned kid on the side of the road and decides to adopt him and names him Heathcliff. There's a lot of H's in this family. I'm just letting you know. Uh, so Hindley absolutely hates this and is super jealous, but Heathcliff and Catherine become friends and they get real tight. Hindley gets sent away to college eventually and then Papa Earnshaw dies. So obviously Hindley becomes the new owner of the house along with his wife Frances and uh, they let Heathcliff stay there but only as a servant and Hindley kind of gets the, you know his kicks out of treating him like shit. 
Uh, so one day Heathcliff and Catherine go down to Thrushcross Grange and uh, go spy on the family that lives there, which is uh, Edgar and Isabella Linton, their brother and sister. Uh, Catherine ends up, well, like, they get caught. Someone catches them, like, spying. And so they try to leave. Catherine gets bit by their dog and ends up, uh, you know, obviously gets hurt and has to stay with the Lintons while she recuperates. But they send Heathcliff home. They're like, get the hell out of here. Uh, which is really awkward, but... And... So eventually, like, a couple weeks later, she returns to Wuthering Heights and she's all kinds of ladylike, or so she thinks she is. Uh, but she's actually kind of an ass and, you know, it's just kind of arrogant and she makes fun of Heathcliff. She's like, oh, you're so dirty. You're so unkempt. Um, so eventually Catherine and Edgar Linton kind of start hanging out, you know, becoming involved. And one night she's talking to Nellie and uh, Catherine is like, I do love Heathcliff, but he's poor and a nobody, so I can't marry him. So Heathcliff overhears this. Uh, though nobody knows. And this is, at this point, he, you know, takes it upon himself to just leave. Uh, Catherine kind of self-destructs over this and makes herself sick about it. Um, she's like, why did he leave? What happened? Uh, some years pass. And by this, you know, she just marries Edgar. And yeah, she's all too happy to be the lady of the house at the Grange. And people cater to her, like every whim and stuff. So she's kind of living the high life down there. Um, I don't know why I imagine like Wuthering Heights is on a hill and Thrushcross Grange is like down the hill somewhere. I don't know, like down there. I don't know. So yeah, so at this point, um, Heathcliff is gone. Catherine and Edgar are married down at the Grange. And then we have Hinley and Francis living up at the Heights. So Hinley and Francis have a son and they name him Harriton. And, but Francis dies. And Hindley, basically distraught, you know, with grief, goes on a rager for, like, the rest of the book. So Heathcliff pops back into town, and it's, like, true Jay Gatsby moves. You know, he's, like, got them dollar bills, and he's, like, oh, I've made a gentleman of myself, kind of. And Catherine is super stoked about it, but is still married, you know. Her husband is not stoked. He's, like, ugh, fuck this guy. Because Heathcliff is, you know... Truly an example of the saying, you can't buy glass. Like, he's rude AF and hates Edgar because he's married to, you know, Catherine, his love. And he's not shy about that either. So, um, Edgar just eventually tells him to, like, leave, like, get out of here. Because <laughs> he's just so rude. Um, Edgar didn't do anything. Catherine, you know, just married him. So, like, as a consequence, like, he has earned Heathcliff's, like undying hatred but anyway that's what it is so uh edgar tells heathcliff to you know gtfo and never come back and Catherine gets sad and throws a fit even though you know he was being super rude to her husband but she was like it's fine you know Ugh, I, never mind but so Catherine gets sad and she throws a fit and like makes herself sick again but she's also pregnant with edgar's baby uh, meanwhile, Heathcliff heads back to Wuthering Heights and he kind of hangs out with, you know, Hinley, sort of, you know, the beginnings of his Grandmaster Revenge plot are taking hold. Um, so because Heathcliff starts gambling with Hinley, knowing that he's like drunk with grief all the time and, you know, gambles him to poverty pretty much, like takes all his money. And then he also starts teaching Harriton like just shitty manners and it just sucks. 
then, because that's not enough, of course, he starts to woo Edgar's sister, Isabella, um, his younger sister, and he convinces her to elope with him. So, except, oh yeah, he doesn't give a shit about her, actually, literally only doing it to get back at Edgar for marrying Catherine. Yeah. That, yeah. So, he also, and again, not that that's not enough. He, like, ruins her reputation because that was a big deal at the time, you know, to elope, not get married properly and all that. Um, And, of course, a woman's reputation is ruined, but a man's is, you know, totally fine. Uh, So he beats her up, like, abuses her, and then eventually she, like, escapes and leaves him and heads to the south of England, where she has his baby, Linton. And that's right. If she's just, if he's just using his mother's name, his name is Linton Linton. Again, Heathcliff Heathcliff, Linton Linton. It's all in the family. So he doesn't care at all that he has a son. Um, because Catherine is dying, it turns out. And, yeah. So she gives birth to a, a girl whom she also names Catherine, but we'll call Kathy from here on out. And then dies after So Heathcliff now is infuriated at the loss of Catherine um, and vows to, like, basically exact even more revenge. And after this, Hindley dies, you know, pretty shortly after. And so Heathcliff is now the owner of Wuthering Heights. Um, So, or that's what he says and just sort of does. You know, just, I'm taking the house. So this is when it starts to get crazy. Um, Fast forward a few years when all these damn kids are, like, preteens, okay? So we've got Catherine II, Kathy, Linton, Heathcliff's kid, and Harriton, Hindley's kid. So Isabella, who's still living in the South, uh, dies, sadly. So Edgar, you know, Kathy's dad, Edgar goes to pick up Linton because he's like, oh, this is my nephew and, you know, he can live with us. So, I mean, Linton is for sure the most spoiled, whiny bitch boy around. He's like that kid from the Secret Garden, just like, but never redeems himself in any way. So, uh, yeah. So, while he's gone on the trip, picking him up, Kathy is like wandering around. Edgar's like really strict with her. He's like, do not leave the Grange. You know, don't leave the property, blah, blah, blah. But her dad's not around and what dad don't know, don't hurt him. So... She, like, goes to wander around, and she ends up at Wuthering Heights. And she's like, oh, who are these people? Never met them before. Doesn't know who Heathcliff is. Doesn't know who Harriton is. Nobody. But she, you know, just starts blabbing and is like, oh, yeah, like, my dad is, you know, picking up my cousin, blah, blah, blah. And Heathcliff's ears, little, like, his little spidey sense starts going. And he demands that Linton come live with him uh, once they get back to the Grange. So, because, I mean, it technically is his son. But still does not care about him at all. Uh, Linton is just like a really sickly, like, annoying, whiny person. He's just, he's pretty awful, actually. So, and Heathcliff hates his guts. But, you know, he is a pawn in his grand master plan. So, uh, it's revenge plot phase two. So, Heathcliff trying to, you know, I don't know, make everyone's lives miserable because reasons, he uh, owns Wuthering Heights now, but fuck Edgar Linton too, because how dare he have married Catherine, right? Like, ugh, God. Not like she had any choice in the matter or anything, right? No, wasn't like she chose to do it, right? But okay. Uh, so Heathcliff literally traps Kathy and Nellie, who's with her, um, at Wuthering Heights and forces Linton and Kathy to get married. 
Uh, and now, so that would mean that Linton is heir to Thrushcross Grange. Uh, so then during all this, Edgar gets sick and dies. And then Linton gets even sicker because he was already sick to begin with and also dies. So now Heathcliff owns all of it. Because obviously, you know, Kathy being a woman and all can't make, I mean, can't own property. So, you know, next male relative would be her father-in-law, Heathcliff. Yay! So, uh, yeah, he forces Kathy to live at the Heights as well and kind of be like a semi-servant along with Harriton. So, wahaha, his revenge is complete. So, end the flashback and we're back at the fireside with uh, Nellie and Lockwood. He hears this story and is just like, the fuck did I get myself into? He's like, this this is crazy. So, he leaves the place. Even though he had his rent paid already, he was just like, I, I'm not staying here. And he happens to kind of come back into the area like some months later and everybody is still at Wuthering Heights. Harriton and Kathy are like kind of hanging out, even though they're cousins, but okay. And uh, Harriton discovers that he's actually not a servant, but the original owner's son. Huh. And uh, then Heathcliff starts to go crazy. Like he starts seeing visions of Catherine and, you know, eventually they just find him dead in his room like a couple days later. So uh that happens and like nobody's sad about it everyone's just like huh okay Harriton and Kathy get married and then uh that's basically the end so yeah it's a kind of a shit show this story I will say I mean the writing's amazing I, I don't know I have conflicting feelings let's see like on the positive side you I feel feel that it is an interesting story because while, I mean, it's considered a gothic romance, right? So it's not just your regular romance, boy meets girl or person meets person and you fall in love and then obstacle, but you overcome obstacle and then, you know, happy ever after or gay. It's not that kind of romance, obviously gothic romance implying that there is something a little darker going on here. Um, so I will say that, you know, to its credit, the writing's great, uh, especially the depiction of nature. The moors are kind of this like you know, kind of rolling hills and like there's, you know, life there. There's plants and stuff. It's still like kind of muddy and like I always like I imagine like something chilly and foggy and stuff too, like probably really foggy in the morning and then like super spooky at night, you know, but still like pretty green. And I don't know. It's really like you can if you look at a picture of like the Yorkshire Moors, you can imagine fully like this story taking place there um so it kind of has that like sort of spooky quality to it but um so like her like emily's you know love of nature and love of like where she grew up is definitely depicted very beautifully in the book um but i also and like i think another reason people like this book so much is because it's not like you're you know happy like happy-go-lucky, like, yay, it's not, like, trite love story. Um, it's just kind of, like, I don't know. It's it's the kind of love that isn't, like, it's not a long-term kind of thing, in a sense. Like, obviously, Heathcliff's love for Catherine extended well past, like, Catherine's life until his dying breath, you know? But um, it's, like, kind of about, like, jealousy and, like, this darkness, you know, that even love can like tap into. And it's kind of violent, honestly. And not that that's a good thing necessarily, but like it's a, an interesting, cool like deviation from, you know, happy, sweet type of romance stories. Um, you know, 
only the the downside is that you know that kind of gnarly passionate darkness usually ruins people's lives you know like usually people end up dead and they did so you know like <laughs> that's that's usually how those kinds of things go on the other hand i can appreciate like while i can appreciate it for what it is i shrink at the thought of like modern people reading this and being like swoon heathcliff oh what a love story like no 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 i know tom hardy played him in some adaption still no okay like have you seen tom hardy with a beard he looks homeless and scary like not like eh. because heathcliff literally from the beginning like i know he was mistreated as you know when he was growing up like that's terrible only by one guy but still um still terrible however to like exact revenge on literally like every person you come into contact with because the person you were in love with chose not against their will of their own free will chose to marry someone else because you were poor and you know didn't have social standing like you know that sucks it's the 1800s. That's just life, though. You know, people had to make shitty choices, like marrying their first cousins. But she decided to marry someone else. She decided not to wait for him. She decided, hey, I'm not going to get a divorce either. Now that you're back and you got all that money, it's just not, I'm not going to do it. Like, you know? So, and then her dying, like, it's all of this, this love story between Catherine and Heathcliff is like, leads to so much self-destruction. It's, gnarly and i mean it's interesting it keeps you reading you know you're just but honestly for me it was more like shock value it was like the same reason i love watching law and order svu not because i'm like oh this is so beautiful and i love it like i can't look away it's like a dumpster fire you know you're just like oh god like this is so horrible it's interesting but it's not respectable it's fascinating because you ask all these questions you know not because you're like you are, or I don't know, should be like, wow, wish I could meet someone like Heathcliff. Like, no, they put restraining orders out on people like that because he was just evil through and through. So I don't know. It's kind of like, I think updated version should be Wuthering Heights, a court case in a novel or like 19th, 19th century Law and Order SVU episode because it ain't right. It ain't right. But uh, still <laughs> worth the read. Absolutely. Um, Kate Bush wrote a song. Fun fact about Wuthering Heights, called Wuthering Heights, uh, when she was 18. And if anything, I feel like the Kate Bush song would maybe make you feel a little more lighthearted about the uh, the whole thing. You know, it does is way more romantic, but still even kind of creepy and overbearing, right? Where she's like, I want your soul, whatever. Like, <laughs> I want his soul and I'm going to devour you and like, let me in the window. It's just... It's kind of intense, but still beautiful. So you should be listening to that song on repeat tonight if you are not already. Uh, but yeah, and also watch the video because the music video is magical, to say the least. So yeah, well, all right. Thank you guys for listening to episode two. That is episode two, Weathering Heights. Uh, thanks again for listening to Pretend You Read It and accompanying me on this journey through the past. Uh, someone please answer my question as to why English homes are have names, because I would like to know. And also tell me what a British hillbilly is called, because I would also like to know that. So yeah, 
or you know just the like let's see britain and ireland like just let me get at me see let me let me know i because i'd like to know that's the people want to know please deliver the info so yeah so follow me on twitter at puripod p-y-r-i pod and stay tuned for when i get all this uploading figured out on other platforms and things and more episode now more episodes now that uh my tech stuff is like kind of resolved so yeah thank you guys Thank you.